please be advised, this episode may include depictions of murder, sexual content, and foul language that is not suitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome back to Wickedness. I'm Lenny. And I'm Matt. And we hope you guys had the best Thanksgiving ever. Yes, hopefully you did. You had a great time with family and friends. We did. Yeah, we did. We had a quite the occasion. I we guess. had a we had a pretty full house and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Our um we combined mine and Matt's families to a point for Thanksgiving this year and actually went really well. I'm kind of looking forward to doing it again in the future. Yeah, it was fun, and actually, a lot of the everybody there was kind of, especially us the us older folk. Yeah, were enjoyed it, enjoyed it. So it was it was a good time, and I think it's good memories for the kids. Yes, as yes. well. And so we got fat, and then what do you do? You watch football. Heck yeah, we had, we ate a ton of food and watched the Cowboys kick some booty. Heck yeah, it was awesome. Good day. We also spent Black Friday decorating the house with our grandkids. Yes, and that was so much fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Our oldest granddaughter, I mean, both the girls did, but but our oldest granddaughter, she everything she saw, she oh, ah. Like, it was, it was so the most cute. Yes, it was the most genuine. It was the sweetest yes. thing I've seen in years. And that's what makes decorating your house worth it Mm -hmm. like it was so fun and so cool and her mother hadn't decorated for christmas yet and i told her to put her in time out yeah yeah she's grounded yep (laughs) yeah it was it was a really good time we we decorated we baked some cookies and and we had all three of our grandkids we had our baby grandson and our two granddaughters so that well our our oldest daughter was at work she's a ups driver but our middle daughter who usually babysits the kids all on saturdays she went Black Friday shopping, so we gave her a break from the kids and did all that, and it was a really good time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving, a great Black Friday, and got your your Christmas season kicked off right. Yep. Hopefully, you're not gonna last minute it this year. <laughs> we're we're trying not to. We've got a good start going, but we're not quite there yet. I don't we're not quite done, but I we're, think we're close to wrapping it up. We are. No we're pun close. intended. <laughs> we are we haven't started the wrapping phase of any of it, but we have started the buying phase. Yeah, what's that meme about the wrapping paper thing? It's close to what? Oh, it's it's a uh, laundry's asshole sister or cousin something or cousin something. or something like that. Yeah, folding <laughs> laundry is is No, wrapping gifts is Folding laundry's asshole a, cousin. Yes. That was it. That was it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And if you hear our dog growling in the background, I apologize. They're fighting over a treat. Yeah. I was giving them some treats and they get a little <laughs> they get snippy. A, yeah. Like they don't each have one. Right. But in the festive spirit of the holidays, I thought we'd do something a little fun today. It's going to be a shorter episode. Than we're you know, we normally have or whatever, but it's gonna be a fun one. I I was basically I was watching TikTok because that's my new favorite thing. <laughs> I think that's everyone's favorite thing to do. I've decided not to. 
Oh, yeah. Matt is boycotting TikTok because he is a nonconformist. Right. And they don't want... <laughs> I don't want China having everything I have that they probably already <laughs> do. They probably already do anyway, but hey, I try to limit that stuff. Whatever. That's whatever. just me. I'm sorry. I enjoy it. TikTok cracks me up. Some of these things that I see, some is like way political and I just kind of keep on scrolling because that's my right to do. But, but some of these, I'm like, this is awesome. And, you know, they have different sides of TikTok, right? So I found my way to the true crime side of TikTok, of course, because here I am a true crime junkie without it is amazing. So anyway, I'm over on the true crime side of TikTok and I heard something that really caught my attention and I thought would be great to cover today. Sweet. Yep. So To start off, I will say the minute I saw this TikTok, the first thought that went through my head was Shrek. So how does that frighten you? How does (laughs) that make you scared people? It doesn't. Or keep you up at night? It's not scary at all. Okay. It's Shrek. Oh. And and then I had to watch it. I didn't watch the whole movie. I just watched the one segment. Like I looked it up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I could remind myself of why it reminded me of this part. But today... We are talking about the Muffin Man. Yay! And I'm pretty sure that you guys all just saw that scene in Shrek in your heads. If you know what Shrek is. I hope people know what Shrek is. <laughs> no, I do too. <laughs> do That's you know dang, this? I, no, oh, I remember that, the Muffin you, Man. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I yeah. was like, you're starting to worry me, babe. <laughs> I couldn't. Was it the first Shrek? Yes, the first okay, Shrek. Honey. Okay. Yeah. Lord Farquaad and... And the little gingerbread See, man. I don't, yeah, I know the gingerbread man, but Lord who? Farquaad. Farquaad, yeah. I couldn't name names. <laughs> he didn't watch the the movies with our kids the way I did when they were growing up. So Dad of the Year Award. Whatever. Needs to come off the wall. <laughs> so anyway, um, I never realized that that nursery rhyme was supposed like there was a thing going around that it's a warning for kids to stay away from a real life serial killer named Frederick Thomas Linwood. This is what that TikTok was talking about. Okay. And it said that the nursery rhyme was written to remind kids to stay away from the man on Drury Lane. That's cool. Which cracks me or up. scary as heck. Right? Like I don't I I it's just crazy to me. So, of course, it caught my attention. So to remind us Of this nursery rhyme, it goes, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane? Yes, I know the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane. Man. And if you do know the Muffin Man, you better stay away. Right? I mean. (laughs) That's scary. Once we get into all this, you tell us a little story. Yeah, it was supposed to be a warning for kids to stay away from the damn Muffin Man on Drury Lane. Yeah. I didn't know it. But you know what? It's kind of like the ring around the rosies thing. Yeah. That that was a nursery rhyme that, you know, you hold hands, you rant, Uh like in PE at school or something. We ring around the rosies, pocket full of posies, you know, ashes, ashes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. That is supposedly something about the bubonic plague. Right. So, the I mean, it doesn't surprise me that there would be something or like London this. London Bridge is falling down. Right. That right. That is also a nursery rhyme for like a war time thing, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Or something Some, like that. Something maybe along those lines. But yeah, the Muffin Man. And then too, if you know who he is, I think it's more of a, it's kind of like 
the muffin man is just a generalization of mm-hmm. other people too. Like anybody, like stay right. away from people you don't. If you don't know this person, you don't know who they are, or, or the the weirdos in the neighborhood. Well, it could be, yeah. Stay away. Do you know the muffin man? Yes, I know the muffin man. Well, you better not know the muffin man. Yeah, don't know him. Stay away from him. Don't know him. <laughs> anyway, so it sounds like the simple nursery rhyme that you just jump rope to or sing along with your friends. They even have a game that's played where one person would sing the rhyme and then the other person would sing the response to it. You know, like, do you know the Muffin Man? Yes, I know the Muffin Man, you know. And mm-hmm. then they would end it together by singing the two of us know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane. Like, they, the kids made a game out of it. Hmm. So being that it sounds like an innocent children's song that was made for entertainment at recess, the darker twist is what we're talking about today, the serial killer part. So let me introduce you to Mr. Frederick Thomas Linwood, a possible real person who became infamous in England as the first noted serial killer or a very detailed urban legend. Cool. And I say that because while he is credited in the websites I found as being England's first serial killer or introducing England to serial murder, um, even though in my mind that was Jack the Ripper, but... There are a lot, and there are a lot of serial killers, you know, in England. So who knows? But but fact or fiction, this story's creepy, somewhat funny. You uh, you're mm. gonna see it's kind of funny too, yeah. which also makes me believe it is a pure myth. There's there's a lot of people who say this isn't real. Okay, it is. It's it's just a story. Okay, but regardless if it's true or not, the story's gross in some parts, oh. and it was probably if it is just a myth, which I tend to think it is, um, it's a, it was a story that was once used to warn children away from danger. Right. And we have a ton of those, right? Yeah. So it's, it's fun to cover. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. So, so in Renaissance England, there weren't refrigerators and cabinets and things that people could store their food in for extended periods of time. So people either shop daily by going to the local market or they had muffin men deliver fresh baked goods similar to the milkman that we had here in the U.S. in the 1950s, if you remember that far mm-hmm. back. I don't remember that far back, well, but I remember. I remember and we had <laughs> we had milkman in like the 80s and stuff, So, but they started in the 1950s. I think the milkman used to deliver stuff to my grandma's house, so I sure. remember that part. But <laughs> So this is what the muffin men would do. They would deliver English muffins to each home, not the sweet American muffins that we think of when someone says a muffin, but the English muffin-style bread. Okay. From what we believe we know, Frederick was born to Jebediah and Lauren Linwood on Drury Lane in 1563. Wow. Renaissance England. Yeah. So that's why no one knows much about him. And there aren't a lot of records, if any, exist at all. And if he, if he existed at all, but let's, you know, like, let's pretend he did mm-hmm. for the just the sake of this podcast or whatever. But if he was he did exist, then this story is creepy as hell. But if he didn't then still a creepy story with with i guess the added bonus of it not being real right. and you can sleep easy stay at away night from, <laughs> stay away from the creepers right but they should make here's my opinion they should make a freaking horror movie based on the muffin man yeah they should oh wait i think they did tom cruise i we have to look this up something is triggering in my head okay anyway so jebediah or jeb was a baker at a local bakery called the Unity Muffin Research Kitchen. 
Jeb was mean. He was known to beat Frederick with an iron spatula. And even worse, he raped his own son one night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the rape reportedly involved a pastry bag, butter, and a muffin. And when his dad was finished raping him, he gave Frederick the muffin and left him wherever, like in his room or wherever he raped Mm -hmm. him at. Mm -hmm. And this was said to be a life-changing experience for Frederick. And duh, it would be, right? So your dad rapes you, and I don't know how the pastry bag and butter were involved, but whatever was going on, it changed him forever. And that totally makes sense to me. Frederick was... Left broken, ashamed, and confused, the muffin became a symbol to him. And I think that would. Like, it. Yeah. if my dad raped me, or anyone, not just my dad, let's just say if anyone raped me and then gave me a muffin afterwards, it's going to hold a negative connotation in my head for the rest of my life. Okay. So this was said to have given him some mental issues, and basically the abuse drove him crazy. When he was 15, he started working as a baker like his father, and he learned a lot from his dad. He was never very good at baking, though. Really? Right. People complained mm. that he put cyanide and glass in his baked goods, and his bakery soon went out of business. Well, that, that would make you not very good at baking. Right? Right? However, while Frederick's bakery was still open, kids were his biggest patrons, and they were said to get on his nerves really bad. So they wanted that free... Muffin. <laughs> well, I guess, but they they were usually full of sugar, oh. super hyper from eating his pastries, and they would run around and through his shop all day, just pushing him into a rage. <laughs> like, you know, those, those yeah. n- annoying kids, neighborhood kids that you're right. like, can they just shut up and go away already? That's how he's feeling about these kids. He also didn't want to have any competition with other bakeries, so he thought if he killed some kids, it would, one, help exercise his rage, okay. and two... Make the competition believe the area was unsafe, and so they wouldn't keep doing business there. Okay. Because remember, muffin men were delivering their goods. They weren't just baking them and Mm -hmm. and selling them out of a shop. They were also delivering them. So his competition, if like they wouldn't want to hang around if they thought people were getting killed. Okay. So there are also stories about the muffin man that said he was mentally ill, and we kind of touched on that earlier. And he decided to kill these kids to keep them away from his shop. To do this and lure the children to his home bakery or a dark alley he would tie a muffin to a string and when a kid would reach for it he would kind of pull the muffin toward him while he hid from the child somewhere and the child would think of it as a game of some kind and try to catch the muffin and he would lead the child to that secluded area the home the bakery or the alley and once he would get him there he would hit the child on the head with his wooden spoon that was said to have been sharpened like an axe oh wow right There's some debate about whether the children actually died from this blow to the head with a wooden spoon or if the muffin man killed them some other way. He would then dispose of their bodies Sweeney Todd style and have them chopped up and put into the pies and pastries that he sold. Oh, yuck. (laughs) Right? Soon word got out that children were disappearing from around Frederick's shop and parents began to warn their children to stay away. And this is when the song came out that turned into a nursery rhyme. All right. And the children were expected to memorize the rhyme so that when they saw they were approaching Drury Lane, they would be reminded of the danger that lay on that street and would be aware of their surroundings if they needed to go that way. Frederick was also said to have been jealous of other local chefs in the area and very territorial, wanting all the business in the local area for himself. And he was accused of murdering his rivals. Apparently, being a baker and a muffin man during the Renaissance era was not a lucrative business to be in. 
everyone wanted to have bread delivered. So they were very busy, right? So you would think that it paid well, but it really didn't. And since the middle class as well as the upper class could afford to have fresh bread delivered and during certain times of the year, the demand for fresh bread deliveries would go up drastically. The money they were paying only paid for the supplies, basically. Oh, man. It didn't pay for the labor. Oh, wow. And because of this and the fact that everything was done by hand, you know, mixing, rolling, measuring, everything was done by hand back then. There were no industrial mixers or machines to help mix the roll the dough like there are today. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the business you wanted to be in. Bakers were up really early in the morning baking their goods to sell, then doing all the deliveries they needed to make which was also early in the morning, and then spending the rest of their day selling any leftover bread or pastries and getting ready for the next day. They didn't make a lot of money, so they couldn't afford to hire help. So technically, they would only sleep when they were waiting for their dough to rise. And because of this type of work and lack of sleep, they didn't always have good quality products. And they would try to save money by adding in sawdust and things like that to act as fillers in the bread. Mm -hmm. And this is where Frederick's accusations of him putting too much cyanide and glass in it. Like people expected that kind of stuff. He had to close his bakery because he used too much of it in his, in his dough. Oh my goodness. Right. So this hard work and strenuous lifestyle also made them very territorial and probably the lack of sleep made them all cranky ass (laughs) people. So whenever competition would come into Frederick's area, he was said to have murdered them. He just, the lore says he murdered 15 children and seven other bakers. Wow. Right? Okay. Yeah. So the bakers he was said to have killed. Now, again, this is not, most likely not real story. Okay. So this is the funny part. The bakers he was said to have killed were chefs Randall, William, Carver, George, David, Aaron, and Adam. Chef Randall was drowned in brownie batter. <laughs> Chef Williams, sorry, Chef William was brain beaten to death. Chef Carver was killed with a matchlock gun. Black powder rifle is the best way for me to explain this. I had to look it up to figure out what it was. Okay. Chef George was killed with a rolling pin. Chef David was cooked in an oven. Chef Aaron was also cooked in an oven. And Chef Adam was killed with a mortar and pestle. With the mortar from the mortar and pestle. Mm -hmm. The funniest one was the brownie batter. (laughs) After Chef Adam was killed, the police arrested Frederick. They they had already suspected him of killing the children and the other chefs in the area, but they didn't have proof. And when the police went to arrest him, there was supposedly a high-speed carriage chase. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to say that without laughing, but there was a high-speed carriage chase when one of Frederick's carriage wheels hit a small stone on the dirt path and broke. The police were able to grab him. He was given a light sentence due to the lack of evidence and set free, but an angry mob was waiting and attacked him and beat him badly, but he still survived. Several years later, Frederick would die by choking on a dumpling while eating his dinner in 1612. (laughs) So, like I mentioned before, there's no actual evidence that this is a true story or a real person. It's most likely not, but it's still a fun and mysteriously creepy tale for this time of year, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so when you're in your kitchen baking the Christmas cookies or the special breads or the Yule logs or whatever you're doing, think about the muffin man. That's right. It's okay. a tough life. And then when people piss you off because you've been baking all day and not getting sleep. Try not to kill them. Just go grab some wine. Just just drink wine. True. It'll make everything okay. Yeah, make it all <laughs> go away. You'll be much happier. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're an angry drunk and... Maybe then wine's not your 
thing. Maybe go with something different. Mm -hmm. Maybe a walk. Maybe go for a walk. (laughs) It's not as fun as wine, but still relieves stress. So there are small grains of truth to the story. A passage about this story is in the Cambridge World History of Food that confirmed that during the Victorian age, not the Renaissance era, muffin men did deliver fresh bread to homes. But the Victorian era was a long time after Frederick was supposed to have reigned, mm-hmm. you know, his reign of terror or whatever. Right. And there is a possibility, though, that the nursery rhyme was based on a warning about a possible real person on Drury Lane that is located in the Covent Garden section of downtown London and has been since the 1500s. Like, that's a very old part of, sure. well, Europe is old, right? Yeah, it's been right. It's been around as long as we can think. But there, there are some things that are based in fact in this story, but some things that are that are just like they don't line up with the time mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. and we don't have any records of really seeing any of this. Like yeah. we don't even know if Frederick Linwood really ever walked the earth, if that's right. a real family or not, you know. Right. But but there's definitely grains of truth, and but just that's like the what, bakers and how they lived, and they weren't making right. money, and then right. And they, there was some stories in it, like they were that I was reading back then. These bakers, like they worked such a hard, they had hard life. If you were a baker and you had to do it all by yourself, they were kneading stuff with their feet. They were kneading dough with their feet and their hands all at the same time just to get enough going and rising right. and stuff to get their job done. But could you imagine, like that? You're eating that. And these people back in the 1500s didn't bathe daily and stuff. Sure, I know. Yeah. If you got the dough kneaded with feet, that shit is dirty. Yeah. That is disgusting. Yeah. No wonder mm-hmm. the rats and like, I'm just, it was, it, the thought well, of it is so gross. I thought to me. about too, just think of the donut shops, right? Just the donut shop, that life of having to be, I mean, those donut shops open so early. Mm-hmm. Having to bake, it's a tough. That's a tough gig. It is if you choose to be a baker. Like you probably want to bake cakes or something. <laughs> you know, you want right. to go with something that's not as, like, people order in advance or whatever. But, but that's probably not the lifestyle you want to live. Mm-hmm. From a, especially back then, though. yeah. Like oh, going yeah. back to oh yeah Renaissance and Victorian era, all mm-hmm. that. That is just. That's rough. That's a rough life. Mm-hmm. And you had to do it on your own because you didn't get paid well. Yeah. And you would think these bakers, I'm sorry, why didn't they all charge more? Why didn't you charge enough to hire help? I know. Why People did, want the bread. They want Why didn't it? they have Jimmy Hoffa start right? a baker's union? Right? Like, no. I, I think, um, what, what year was he in? Like, I oh, this is, yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I, they probably didn't have Jimmy Hoffa's back then. No. This is the 1900s when the union started. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, well, that's it. That's that's what we've got for the Muffin Man. I know it's short this week, but we hope you guys enjoyed it. All right. So let us know what you think, and you can contact us at Wickedness True Crime at yahoo.com. You can check us out at our website at Wickedness True Crime and the Unknown.com, and follow us on Instagram at Wickedness True Crime, and check us out on Anchor at Anchor.fm/slash Wickedness where you can also support us if you feel like lending your support by clicking on that support button. Most importantly, though, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so we can get our podcast out to other listeners and so you don't miss a single episode. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next week, and have a great week. Bye. Bye.